Thank you, Phil. Thank all of you. God bless you guys. Phil, thanks for, for being a friend and for all these years and for inviting me to be here this week with all of you. What a wonderful time to be here. I have enjoyed my time in Minnesota. I'm a Texan, and, uh, so I have, but I have been baptized in all things Minnesota this week. So uh, I experienced uh, 36 below weather, and uh, that's pretty cold. And uh, they even took me ice fishing some friends and uh, got to eat walleye caught that day. Even had a, what is this, tater tot hot dish. I mean, I'm telling you, it's been a good week. And you guys know how to make somebody feel welcome. So thank you so much for having me. I want to introduce you to my family. Uh, Phil already told you the names, but this is a picture of my wonderful family. I want you guys to know that uh, we would not be here if it weren't for missions. I don't mean speaking in this place, but we wouldn't be in Christ. My wife and I both met Jesus on the secular campus of Sam Houston State University because the Assemblies of God believes in sending missionaries to the secular campuses of the United States. We met Christ because of Chi Alpha, because of a community. My wife gave her life to Jesus in a dorm room and then three months later was on her first mission trip. So we are the product of missions. If it weren't for what you were celebrating, what we are celebrating this week in Worldgate, we wouldn't be here today. This family wouldn't exist. So we are honored, and I am honored to be here and share with you about what the Holy Spirit wants to do in the world through you, in you and through you. Amen? I want to talk to you for a little bit about missions in Latin America and the Caribbean. I want to talk to you about how we are committed to finishing a task. You know, Daniela Mora was a new student, and she gave her life to Jesus in our Chi Alpha ministry in Chile in the southern part of the country. And God changed her life, and she was radically saved, and she got trained to be a new leader, and uh, it was her time to build a small group. So she had to go out and go fishing on campus and find people and... and um, she woke up one morning and she prayed a bold prayer. She said, Lord, send me two Chinese girls to share the gospel with and disciple. Now, who prays that kind of prayer, right? That's a, that's a bold prayer. That's not, Lord, let the sun come up tomorrow. That's, Lord, send me two Chinese girls to share the gospel with and disciple. And she went to the university that day, and I love when she, I heard this testimony from her. She says, just so you know, I'm telling the truth. This was the one time I went to the gym all year. And she got on the treadmill, and she's jogging, and all of a sudden, out of her peripheral, she feels somebody on her right and her left, and you guys know where this is going. She looked over, and it was a young Asian woman over to her left, and it was another young Asian woman. She begins to speak with these girls, and she finds out, yes, they are from China, they go to her house to, to have tea and begin to, and they hear Christian music playing in the background, and they begin to ask questions about Jesus. And she explains the gospel to these girls, and they give their life to Jesus over the course of the year, return back to their home country of China, became part of a community, and were baptized in water. And today, Daniela is training to be a missionary to the Muslim world. Why did I tell you this story? I tell you this story because if you ask me what we do in LAC, we are committed to finishing the task. 
We are committed to finishing the task of missions. Matthew 24, 14, you know this verse well. It says, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. You see, as missionaries, we take seriously the, the command of Jesus to finish the task and, and that Jesus left for his church. And we are to preach the gospel to all nations, everywhere, wherever the Holy Spirit might call us collectively as a church and individually as people. According to this text that I just read that you have on the screen, it's not enough to simply preach the gospel, but we have to have our eyes on the world. And that's why we're here in Worldgate, because the command is to preach the gospel everywhere to all nations and all the world. See, God's scope is, is for the whole world to be saved. And that's why as the Assemblies of God World Missions, we plant the church among all peoples everywhere. Independent of where you're at, wherever the Holy Spirit may lead, we affirm that the Holy Spirit calls us to lay down our lives so that the gospel can be preached everywhere and anywhere he may call us. See, according to this text, it's not just enough to have the Jesus film. It's not just enough to have podcasts with the gospel message or YouTube messages or radio with the gospel message in a language. According to this text, it says a living witness. That means that somebody's got to go. That means that somebody's got to go and learn a language and stumble and fumble through a new language and sound like a five-year-old for many years until they get it right. And then somehow God blesses that and the glory of God is seen among the nations. We emulate Jesus in John 1.14 when he, he says, the word Jesus became flesh and he dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten son of the father, full of grace and truth, Jesus came to this world. He took on the flesh. He learned the language. He ate our foods and our customs. And if we want the glory of God to be seen in the nations, we too must, must take on the flesh of a culture and learn the language. And some of us have to go. And I'm unashamedly letting you know, all of you, that there's a place for you at the table. There's a place for you at the table in Eurasia. There's a place for you at the table in Africa. There's a place for you at the table in LEC. There's a place for you at the table in all the regions uh, that, are, that are here. And I want to encourage you to go by the booth. Go by the tables after this. Talk to the missionaries. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you. We as a missionary body, we're committed to finishing the Great Commission, to finishing the task. And I want to invite you and let you know that you are part of that. And that you can be as well, part of taking the gospel to the nations. You see, where I work in LAC, we're committed to finishing the, tax, the, the task in two ways. The first way is this. We're committed to planting the church among the unreached and the overlooked. We're committed to planting the church, the unreached, and the overlooked. I want to talk to you for a moment, not to throw out a bunch of numbers, but just it'll give you a little context uh, you guys know that when the, we talk about missions and we talk about people groups, we're not talking about the 200-something nations uh, that, that, the, that the United Nations recognize. We're talking about language, ethno-linguistic people groups that share a shared language and culture and history. And there's over 17,000 of those in the world today, but 7,000 of them still today do not have ready access to the gospel. And within that group of 7,000, there's around 1,700 of those that are what's known as unengaged. So they're not just unreached without access to the gospel. We don't have a plan. We don't have workers. We don't have anything going on among them. 1,700. 
And within that group, those are people groups that include Muslims and Hindus and Buddhists and secular people. And one of the groups that we may not think about often is the animist. The, the, the group that is this battle over spirits and powers and the phenomenon of nature. And, and there are over 600 animist groups within that unengaged, unreached people group. And the majority of them are in the Amazon River Basin of LAC. A great majority of them. As a matter of fact, there are, just in Brazil alone, the area that I oversee, there's 240 UPGs dispersed throughout the Brazilian Amazon basin. They're smaller groups. They're isolated. They're abandoned. They're beyond the reach of the gospel today. Somebody has to go to them. Someone has to pull a John 1.14 and go and take on the flesh of their culture and sit with them. And I haven't, even, I haven't even begun to talk about other groups in Latin America, but just to give you an idea, we're committed to seeing these people reached. And if you want to talk to somebody who's been there, Matt Richardson, raise your hand. He's right there. He's at the booth. He's, he's lived in the jungle. He's worked with the Shuar Indians. He's done it. Talk to him. Ask him questions. Learn from him. So we're committed to reaching the unreached, but we're also committed to reaching the overlooked. Let's go ahead and go to the next slide. The next one, actually. There we are. See, it's not just about the Holy Spirit going to the, to the unreached, but also to the overlooked. We have many great mega cities in Latin America, and there's a whole group of poor and oppressed. In the city of Rio de Janeiro, we usually think about Samba or Copacabana or a nice vacation spot. There's a city of over 5,000 people called Gramachu. And in that city, it's people that live day to day on a trash dump. When I talk about the overlooked, I'm talking about students, 75 million university students in Latin America spread across 4,000 campuses that today we're only on about 50 university campuses in Latin America with Chi Alpha. My wife actually was part of starting the first Chi Alpha group in Chile. She's an incredible minister, and I wish she could be here with you today. But uh, she's amazing and, and just is a disciple maker. But she began to meet with a young Bible school student, maybe, maybe like one of you, that was at the church we joined when we moved to Chile. This was 15 years ago. She began to spend time with Tami. And Tami began to get a vision for discipleship. And it, just a few weeks later, she said, hey, can I do this with someone else? That's a great question. Yes, you can. So she began to meet with a person she knew in the town, Daniela. Daniela was a medical student at the most prestigious university in the city. And she gave her life to Jesus. And after a few months, she goes, hey, can I do this with my friends at the university? And she said, yes, you can. And so they go and they went to the top university in our area, one of the top universities in the country, the whole country of Chile. And she began to do a Bible study with five different medical students at this top university. We believe that students is still one of the most strategic university, is still one of the most strategic mission fields in the world. These are the people that want to change the world. They're oftentimes overlooked, but they're the protesters, the world changers. Everyone is waving a flag and fighting for a cause. We, we say, why not let the flag be Jesus and why not let that cause be the kingdom? So we're committed to reaching the unreached. We're committed to reaching the overlooked. And I want to invite you this week 
today to pray and let the Holy Spirit guide you. Don't leave here without talking to some of these missionaries and asking where uh, there are opportunities for service. You know, in LAC, we're also committed not just to the unreached and not just to the overlooked, but we're committed to working with the global church to finish the task together. You see, I have a friend in Chile, and he asked me a question. I've actually got this question a lot. He goes, hey, why is it in the movies America always saves the day? <laughs> He's like, you know, no matter if it's like a zombie apocalypse movie or if it is the Avengers, it's always happening in New York or L.A. or one of those. Why is it it's always Captain America running to the rescue, right? And I don't really have a good answer. Welcome to Hollywood. You know, but when we, you know, if you think about it, who are the Avengers? You think about the Hulk, you think about Iron Man, Black Widow, Captain America, Black Panther. We definitely think of Captain America, but I want to introduce you to what some of the Avengers look like. Let's go ahead and go to the next slide. I want to introduce you to some Avengers that you might not think of. They're not going to show up on a zombie apocalypse movie in New York City. They're not going to show up really as anybody well-known except in the kingdom of heaven. I want to talk to you about the Campos family. The Campos family that you can, one of these families pictured here, this was last year at our, our first annual mission celebration where we commissioned new missionaries from the country of Chile that were going out. And one of the families is the Campos family. Not the real name, but just to protect them. And, 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 and we met them 10 years before this. My wife and I were ministering at a youth retreat in, in central Chile, and we, we preached that night on missions, and we asked the students to bow their heads, close their eyes, and ask God to give them a vision of a place, a country. And that night, he bowed his head, this young man, and he asked God to give him a vision, and he saw a flag that he had never seen in his life. Didn't know where it was from. He had to look it up on Google afterwards. Ten years later, I run into him, now married and with a child, and they are going to the country that they saw that night, which is a country in Central Asia that currently we do not have any workers from AG USA. It's very dangerous, very restricted. And they're about to finish their itineration in less than a year. Now, how many know that's good in the United States? But God's doing something in Chile. God's doing something with missions. And so the, these are some of the Avengers. I, believe. I want to talk to you about Alvaro and Paulina. Wonderful, intelligent young couple that have master's degree in theology and, and speak English, Portuguese, Spanish, and they're ready and willing to go. And they're going into the jungle, not with their PowerPoints and and they're in their typical class, but they're going to start an oral Bible school among the indigenous peoples of Peru. And I could keep going. I could keep telling you about all these people and all these wonderful things that are going on. We have over 50 more of them waiting to go out. What I want to tell you is that you could be a crucial component and a crucial part of seeing people go to the nations. We want to work together. One of your own and a... And a a graduate of Central, uh, a graduate of this school, Julie Boone, she's over here. She's got a table out there. She's going to Chile to equip the call. And you could do that. Let's go ahead and go to Matthew 14, 28. The verse says, Lord, if it's you, 
Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Now, you know the story. The disciples were in the boat, and all of a sudden, they saw somebody walking on water. They thought it was a ghost, and they cried out, and then they realized it was Jesus, and Peter says, Lord, if that's you, tell me to come to you on the water. You see, Peter started walking. You know the story. He started looking at the waves. He started hearing the wind, and he began to sink. Jesus reached out his hand and pulled him up. You know, as we stare at an ocean of possibilities for your future and where God might send you, it's easy to become overwhelmed and begin to sink. Right? Has anyone, is there anybody in their last year? Raise your hand. Right? Have a lot of people asked you, hey, so so what's next? (laughs) Isn't that the worst question you could ask anybody? (laughs) So what's next? What's your plan? And uh, as you try to fake it till you make it and explain what you're going to, you know, act like you have a plan, it's really easy to get overwhelmed by the waves. It's really easy to get overwhelmed and begin to hear the wind and see the waves. But I believe this, and this is why we're here in Worldgate, Jesus is calling some of you to come out on the waters He's calling you to come out onto the waters of Muslims resistant to the gospel. He's calling you to walk out onto the waters of Hindus worshiping multiple gods. To the waters of the Buddhists and the secular peoples. Maybe calls you out to the waters of the 75 million university students in Latin America. Maybe he's calling you to some of the people groups in the Amazon River Basin. Maybe he's calling you to the poor and the broken, the widowed and the orphan. My invitation to you today is that you would say what Peter said. Lord, if that's you, tell me to come to you on the waters. That's why your wonderful faculty and staff here at North Central has planned this and worked hard and not slept much in the last few weeks so that you could hear the voice of Jesus, so that you could hear the voice of the Holy Spirit calling you. I want to invite you to stand up. And I'm going to ask all the missionaries that are here, would you come and stand up here up front? I want to ask all the missionaries, if you're wondering, is that me? I said, yes, that's you. Come, please fill in down here. You know, you could talk to any one of these missionaries and you're gonna, each one of them has a wonderful story and then behind that, they've got a hundred other stories about lives changed, opportunities. And as you're, we're here today and we're, we're celebrating missions, we wanna hear the voice of Jesus and maybe you feel a bit like Peter and you're saying, Lord, is that you? I want to give you the opportunity to pray with some of these missionaries. If you feel like today you need some direction, if you feel like today you started walking out on the waters and now you're sinking and you just need somebody to pray with you, you want some direction for where the next step is, you're not for sure, you're not for sure what's coming next, any one of these missionaries would love to pray with you right now. And we're going to, the rest of the time that we have together, we're going to, 
enter into a time of prayer. I'm going to pray, and then as I, when I say amen, I want you to come down, and I want you to pray. Find somebody. Jesus, we love you. We thank you. We thank you that you're calling us to come out onto the water. You're calling us to follow you in obedience. You're calling us to come out on the winds and the waves and follow you and keep our eyes focused on you. And I pray right now that you would speak to us, that you would speak to all of us in this room, that we would hear your voice clearly. Holy Spirit, you're calling. Holy Spirit, you're inviting right now many of us to go to the nations. Help us hear your voice and help us respond today in Jesus' name. Amen. I want you to come and pray. Come. Find somebody to pray with. Find an altar. Ask the Lord of the harvest. Pray with some of these veteran missionaries. If there's no room, you just wait here in the altars. Wait in line. That's okay. Come on. Who else? Let's pray.